Hey, it's the Left Coasters podcast. I'm Dangles. I'm Brian. And I am Tony. And you can find the Left Coasters on Facebook as well as Instagram at the Left Coasters podcast. Always hit us up with your comments and your questions and we will get them on the show. Thank you for listening. Welcome, everyone, to Week 8 Thursday edition of the Left Coasters Podcast. My name is Tony Cavallo. I'm joined, as always, by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian, the Ballerina Balzarini, and we are here to do the Battle for L.A. and break down these Rams and Chargers and where they stand today. And let me tell you, it's a good standing. It's a good place to be, 7-0 and and 5-2. and And then later on in the show, we break down the week games and do the weekly Pick'em Challenge where Brian had the best week, uh, best week so far of your season. Season, Brian, and a pretty good week comparatively. Needed it. Yeah, you absolutely needed it. It's going to be an exciting show. The Chargers are on a bye. So if you're looking for some Chargers knowledge, we're not going to dive too much into them. We're going to focus more on the Rams. And when the Rams go on the bye, we'll do the same with the Chargers. But the Chargers had a big game in London. They did what they needed to do. They won a game that was probably closer than it should be. But as the Chargers head into the bye, gentlemen, do you have any one thing you want this team to focus on to continue their trend of 5-2 and two and making it into the AFC playoffs? No, <laughs> just keep it rolling, man. I don't. I, I really don't think there's much to to change other than you've got some really big games coming up. Yeah. That you you you've got to show the the rest of the league that you're not just a good team, but you're a great team and could be one of the best in the last couple of years. Uh, I'm excited to see if Sean McVay has has enough uh, magic to pull out of that magic bag to keep things rolling because he's shown a lot on tape. You know, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. still a lot left to do, and and as we've seen with Bill Belichick and the great coaches, you got to win in November. Yep. And yep, you got to and, and you got to pull pull a lot of the, a lot of the magic out around that time to keep yourself uh, uh, constant because you there's to. so much there's so much tape on you. So I'd like to see what Sean McVay is going to do. Yeah, and as for as for this is our second year covering the Chargers, and it's just nice to have them not be in the hole they were in last year. Five and two is a great record to head into this by. Dangles, you got anything for them to focus on? Defense, defense, <laughs> come on, step it up. You're losing by one point to a team like the t- Tennessee Titans who couldn't find the end zone if you showed them where it was on a map this season. It's really really about defense stepping up there towards the second the the, the two sort of lower third of the t- of the league in most of the defensive categories as far as yards allowed per game they need to step it up on defense if they really want to be considered among the teams who could contend for the Super Bowl which I feel like from an offensive standpoint they could but they're going to need to establish themselves as a dominant force on both sides of the football and I just don't think they've done that this year can you imagine a Patrick Peterson on that team uh, <laughs> Patrick Peterson he's, he's I mean the... if he's looking to go somewhere with a lot of spotlight, this would be a place to go. The Chargers aren't exactly the team with the spotlight on them right now, but he would certainly give people a lot uh, more of a reason to watch them. I Joey think. 
Bosa, a little bit of Melvin, Melvin Ingram. Ingram. Oh, oh man, man, that'd be sexy. That'd be dirty. That'd be sexy. But before we move on to breaking down the Rams, we're going to go through the Rams the rest of their season and see if this 7-0 team could turn to a 16-0 team. But before we get there, I want to bring up uh, uh, an article to you guys written by Peter King. Peter King is one of my favorite NFL writers, and this is if on not the, the best. This is on the most recent Football Morning in America, which is pretty much his MMQB column for a different company. Uh, this section is called Los Angeles Stadium Drama. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, this is a quote from uh, Peter King. The Chargers are going to sell incredibly reasonable tickets to the L.A. market, but that's not making everyone happy. The way the new stadium works, the Rams sell tickets separately from the Chargers. Rams owner Stan Kroenke foots the bill to build the stadium, about $1.3 billion, and owner Dean Spanos of the Chargers forks over all personal seat license fees to Kroenke. Now, a personal seat license fee is what a season ticket holder will pay. It's a little extra chump change. They get their name on the seat. They know it's theirs. It's a, it's a bullshit way to get more money. It's been happening for a while, but it's the way all these stadiums work. Uh, back to Peter King. Spanos announced last week that the upper deck in the new Rams Chargers Stadium opening in 2020 will have $100 personal seat licenses per seat, plus tickets ranging from $50 to $90 per game. In today's economy, that is stunningly reasonable. But Kroenke, I am told, never thought the PSL fees the Chargers would announce would be so low. The Rams were thinking the Chargers' contribution to the stadium through PSL fees would be near $400 million. Now the Rams will be lucky to see $150 million from the Chargers' PSLs. That could mean another big chunk for Kroenke to pay. Quoted, the math in the stadium is starting to erode, said one official with knowledge of both teams' financial dealings. Uh-oh. So, what Uh-oh. we have is, there was a handshake deal. I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars to let me play in your stadium. Again, this is not the Chargers' Stadium. This is the Rams stadium that the Chargers will be playing in, and then the Chargers come up and say, here's the money, and the briefcase is less than half full. Do you think this could cause some drama between two people who have more money than the three of us will ever see? What do you think's going on? Dean Spano's pulling a fast one on old Stan Kroenke. This is a Dean Spanos move. <laughs> right? This is such a this is such this a is Spanos a, this move. This is a Spanos he should be, move. He should be grateful he's not dealing with like a cartel here because he would be <laughs> he would be dead if he showed up to the meet with a briefcase that was only Cement a third blocks on his like, feet. You know, and, you know, and is is trying to pull a Marty Bird from Ozark where he's like, Look, I'll get you the money, give me like a month and I'll wash it all. It'll be great. No, 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 no. This is this is football we're talking about here. Oh, this, is be- not, this is not Ozark, and that's not that is not I, I don't know how willing. Stan Kroenke is going to be to shell out an extra $300 million because Dean Spanos reached into his pocket and realized he didn't quite have as much money as he thought he I had. wouldn't doubt if you saw the NFL come in and just start, you know, because this is a boys club. They all they all kind of, yep, yep. they all take care of each other. And I think if, if Kroenke's going to cry about this, which he damn well should, yes. that's a lot of missing yes. money. The ownership's going to come in and force Dean Spanos to up his rates to to make things happy. I don't know if they will because let me point at you this way: this is this is looking at it from Spanos's side. Who is winning the battle for LA right now? Who is the more popular well, team? Rams, it is clearly the Rams, right? I it get is you're clearly going with the Rams. Now, yeah. if the Chargers start to sell tickets at half the price of the Rams, those 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 uh, people in this city that you know would like to go see a game are more likely to go see a Chargers game than they are a Rams game if they're paying half the price. The Chargers we see in their stadium right now, they're they're stadium is half full with away fans if you start to sell tickets that anyone can afford hell why not go get season tickets for the Chargers if it's only going to cost you half as much you still get to see eight NFL games I think Spanos yes 
pulling a fast one, but I think it's a very savvy and intelligent move to try and fill his stadium up for Chargers football games. That's true because at least Spanos could come around and say, hey, well, if we don't keep these affordable, you don't get any money. Yeah. You won't get any of yeah, this stuff. This is how I fill the stadium. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt also if that were to be the counter argument, let's say it is for this argument, that uh Cronky turns around and says, Well then you're gonna then we're gonna raise your rates on the lower bowl. You gotta pay bowls. rent. You gotta you, pay rent. The lower seats are gonna be twice as much as what you thought you were gonna get because those people will pay those prices. It's an interesting scenario. Again, the stadium opens in twenty twenty. We'll be talking about this for years to come, but already <laughs> drama. Drama between billionaires. I I, I am so excited to watch this cat fight ensue. But let's move on now. Again, the Chargers are on the bye, so we're not going to talk about them right now in the battle for LA section. It's all about these 7-0 and Rams, the only undefeated team left in the season, in the NFL. Now, 7-0 and is a far stretch away from 16-0. and Only one team has ever gone 16-0, and and that is Dangles' Patriots. Yes, the Dolphins won their games, but they only played 14 regular season games. 16 wins in the regular season is a feat only achieved by great ones. The Rams right now are on the precipice of it. 7-0 and with the highest-powered offense in the NFL, a defense full of superstars, and a great head coach. So we're going to go through the schedule right now. And these left coasters are going to tell you if the Rams will go 16-0. and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they can do it, but let's break down the schedule. What do they have this week upcoming? The Green Bay Packers will be visiting the Los Angeles Rams in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum in an afternoon game this Sunday. That's a big one. That's a big one right away to start off because you have a Hall of Fame quarterback coming in against your defense who has given up some points, especially against the long ball. The Packers coming off the bye, well-rested. Granted, the Packers are not the Packers anymore, but do you too think that this is a market-up win for them? Yes. Yeah, I I think probably so. I I, I you don't sound confident. N- no, I mean I I do I do think I think the Packers defense is going to have a hard time stopping the you know snowball that is the Rams offense that yeah. just seems to get better and better and better yes. as the game goes on. Yes. Todd Gurley we've talked about is 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 pretty much automatic in the red zone. If you get him within five yards, he's going to get across the yeah. plane. Uh, I think the Packers are going to run into a buzzsaw. I think they probably lose. I will say one thing in the Packers' favor: the uh, the Dodgers are playing that night in L.A. And I will say, I was working a party this uh, this past week where it was Dodgers game six involved, and only half the party showed up because a lot of L.A. fans decided to stay home and watch the Dodgers. I wouldn't be surprised if this stadium is mostly Packers fans because a lot of these L.A. faithful are deciding they want to go to the Dodgers party instead of the Rams party right now. But we shall see. We're going to mark Packers win. What's next? Next, we have the Rams visiting the New Orleans Saints. Oh, man, this is a tough one. This is, I think, where they fall. I think the Saints game because they have to go to uh, the dome one. and very that, difficult. That is, uh, it is really hard. The Saints are so good when yeah, they, they play in New Orleans. Now, There's something about a plan on in the spotlight under the lights there in New Orleans that just makes them better. I think that is where the Rams fall first. They lost to the Saints last year in Los Angeles. I was at that game, and they are going to lose, I think, when they go to New Orleans. Now, I will say, I'm going to pick the Rams to win this one, however, because if you go back to Jared Goff's first season, the only game he played well was in that Superdome against these Saints. Jared Goff likes it there, so I'm going to pick the Rams. Brian, tiebreak it for us. I'm going to go to the New Orleans Saints on that. Oh, so first loss. We got 8-1 and Rams against the Saints. Let's figure out the rest of the schedule. 8-1. and All right, next we have the Seattle Seahawks visiting 
our Los Angeles. This is a win, I think. Seahawks are a feisty team, but uh, I killed them earlier this week in our gravestones, and that wasn't just to try and screw Tony and take a guess at which team he killed. I really do think they stink. I think their defense is terrible. I think their offensive line is terrible, and I just I I think Rams will take advantage of them the same way that they did. It was only a two point game. Remember when they played in Seattle? uh, The Seahawks gave them a run for it. I think in the Ram. I think in the Rams' house, uh, this is a different story. I agree that the divisional opponents, though, they will play each other tight, but this might be the Seahawks' season right now. They might be looking at it if they lose at this point in the season. Their, their season might be over. I think they're going to give it a fight. I'm giving the Rams a victory. Let's move on. Nine and one. Next, we have, whew, this is going to be another good one. Kansas City at. Woo! On Monday night football, Whoa. Rams in Mexico City. In Mexico yeah. City, so uh, no home game here really for either team. I have no idea what could happen in Don't this game. Don't breathe in, Jared Goff, or you <laughs> won't make it out. <laughs> I have no don't idea. Don't drink what will the happen. water. Definitely don't drink the water, but also don't breathe in. It's high. You're at high altitudes there, and it's if tough. you're playing, it's uh, it's just a Stadio Azteca, right? And both of these yes. teams like to move fast. They're high-powered yeah. offenses, big plays, like a lot of speed options, yeah, a lot of motion. At a high altitude, it's like going to be like kind of like playing in Denver. It's not quite a mile yes. high, I don't believe, but it's up there. Like you're going to so, be on the oxygen tank. With that being said, if there is an advantage in that capacity, I actually think that the LA Rams uh, bode well against the Kansas City Chiefs in a high altitude game because the Kansas City Chiefs are a high flying team. Yeah, a so high are the flying Rams. team. But the Rams can 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 kill you with the rush. Yeah, they they can they can drag it out, and I think the Kansas City Chiefs have shown. When they play teams like New England Patriots, they don't have a defense. No, they have no, they zero don't. defense. And I think the L.A. Rams are a more complete team. I'm going to mark this one because it is going to be an L.A. Rams home game because because there is such a large uh, Latin population here in the in the Southern California area. I, I kind of give I give the nod to the Rams in this case. I'm, I'm popping some popcorn for that game. I'm giving the Rams the win as well. So they are right now 10-1. and one. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, we have a bye. That's the that's bye a, the following week, which is a, a great, great time, time for a bye to finish up the season. Uh, after the bye, uh, on December 2nd, they are playing my Detroit Lions that's in a Detroit. Win. That's a win. I'm sorry, Brian. That's a win. It yeah. probably is a win for the Rams. There's no chance but, Detroit can keep up with the but, Rams. But with, with that being said, do the Detroit Lions, if we see a steady continued improvement out of this team, do, do, you, do you think this could be a game that will make, make fans uh, pucker up a little bit? Potentially. Oh sure, the 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 Detroit can threaten. Detroit can threaten this team, but I think it's a win. I give them a win too. Um, yeah, I absolutely give them a win. All right, moving on. All right, next we've got uh, the L.A. Rams at the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. This might be well because that Chicago Bears defense could be for real. Khalil Mack might might be a little bit of a threat to Jared Goff. Jared Goff has had a clean pocket really all season so far. Uh, I'm still picking the Rams to win this, Dangles. What do you think? Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, I just don't think Mitch Trubisky can score enough points no, to I keep don't up see with it. this. So I think we're at 12-1 and one right now. That's we a hell are. of a record. What's next? Next, we've got the Philadelphia uh, Eagles visiting the uh, Rams. Uh, okay. And this looks okay. to be a late-night... Uh, game on the 16th. The Sunday. That's probably is a that Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. Game. I'm looking at an NBC uh, a tag here, which means Sunday night football. Okay. There it is. I mean, Philly, I mean, at this point in the season, Philly might have uh, figured out their problems. They did win the Super Bowl last year. They could have everything flying right now. Jay Ajayi will not be back for this game, most likely, but uh, I still think I'm picking the Rams. I just think they have a diet, uh, uh, kill attitude. I think having Aaron Donald and Adamic and Sue on Carson Wentz like that will be will be very difficult because the Philadelphia Eagles rely heavily on their uh, up the gut option quite a bit. Yeah, I they think do. Aaron Donald's just going blow to that up. Gonna blow that up left and right. So that's a thirteen and one record. Unbelievable. Next. Next 
Arizona Cardinals. That's a win. Uh, yeah, win. That's we'll a win. just give that a W. That's a win. Next. And then next, San Francisco 49ers. Also, so we're predicting right now, as as the left coasters host right here, this same team that watched Jeff Fisher just punt game after game after game. We're looking at a 15-1 and prediction here. Are you ready to, to put that into writing? 15-1. I think they lose to the Eagles in Philadelphia. Okay. I think 14-2 and is probably the more likely record for them. I, I find it very hard Game's to believe here. that they will make. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm LA. sorry. That's game, that game is in L.A. You're right. I totally missed read that uh i i'm still gonna give it to the eagles i think i i don't think there's any way that they get out of the rest of this season without having lost a game it's either the eagles or the chiefs those are the two games i was gonna say the chiefs might be the one i will say also if they have a loss on the record coming into this arizona and san fran game they might just sit all their starters for definitely that san fran game if they're not playing for 16 and 0 then why play the game at all so that could be just a loss with sean Mannion and uh mac brown back there malcolm brown back there so that could be a loss as well 14 and 2 sounds about right for this Los Angeles Rams team. Uh, with that, though, a 14-2 and Rams team would be insane. What a world. What a world. Can they win in the playoffs? That's the question. That's the question. Be we healthy. Will, and we will tackle that question later on in later editions of the Left Coasters podcast. But now let's move on to the weekly pick'em. Left Coasters. Okay, here we are in the pick'em challenge the pick'em challenge i'm starting to really have fun here because all of us did amazing last week brian you won the week with an 11 and 3 record 11 and 3 best week of your season uh it improves you to uh 58 and 47 uh still in third place but getting closer dangles and i went 10 and 4 each Dangles still leading at 63 and 42. I'm a game behind at 62 and 43. Again, Brian only five games behind. We are all really close right now, mm-hmm. guys, and we all have really, really good records. Really, really, we, you, we, the listeners at home should be going with the left coasters. If all three of us agree on a game, take it because we don't lose. All right, the, me saying that, we're all going to go 0 and 16 now. Yeah, probably. But, so. Damn it. So before we go That's on to likely. the weekly pick, uh, Brian, what do we have uh, for bye week teams? Bye week teams, we have the Atlanta Falcons, the Dallas Cowboys. Our Los Angeles Chargers and the Tennessee Titans. Tony, quick, Mary, fuck, kill. I was going to say bye week teams. Let's uh, hear it. Uh, 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 Falcons, Cowboys, Chargers, Titans. I'm marrying the Chargers. I think this is a perfect time for a bye for them. You'd like it a little bit later in the season, but at five and two, can't you're wait doing to hear great. this. Fucked up. Uh, uh, I'm I'm probably going to fuck Atlanta. I think I think Atlanta can can I like that. pull it together. I really and, and a week off for that defense to get some people healthy and get those negative. You can make an argument for Tennessee too. I I might kill Tennessee. I think Tennessee's are really. I don't think they have it. I really don't think they have it. Yes, they played the Chargers really well that in AFC London. That AFC South sucks. Fl- yes, the AFC South sucks. I just don't think. Tennessee can can sling it with the big guns when it gets there. I think Tennessee's a seven and nine team at best. Okay, so I'm probably killing the Tennessee Titans, even though I put Dallas in the grave. Most uh, I think most the only recently. thing I change is I kill the Dallas Cowboys. I, I kill think the Cowboys a more, all day. I think there's a little bit more upside to the Titans. I think bit. a great time for the Dallas to take a bye because that butt fuck of a game that they ended with <laughs> last week. Uh, let's move on now to the Pick'em Challenge. What do we got going on Thursday? All right, first game we got the Miami Dolphins at the Houston Texans. Not a bad Thursday night game. I was gonna say, are you really my reaction? <laughs> Action to that no. game is barf. Well, you have, <laughs> yeah. you have you have a division leader against a team that's second in their the division. The Texans stink and the Dolphins stink. It's going to be a matchup of who stinks less. <laughs> so who do you think wins? I, uh, we could have Brock against his old team. I'm going with the home team here. I'm picking the Texans to win at home. I think they just particular they are going to stink less on this particular night. Deshaun Watson has got to go off at some point this season, right? Like he's just got to. 
Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to make the trip or that they're, they're going to uh, drive him from Houston. Or I'm sorry, he doesn't have to make the trip. It's in no, Houston. No, it's in Houston. So he can't get on a plane. So right he now. can't get a, he can't get on a plane because of his bruised lung. He has to go off at some point. Let why why not against the stinky Miami Dolphins? Yeah, secondary? I'm uh, I'm going with Houston to have an L five game winning streak. I'm picking Houston as well, Brian. Uh, Houston. Uh, they are the more complete team, and I think watching the, the Dolphins Lions game this past weekend, maybe kind of realize the Dolphins are kind of a sham team this year. They're just, I think they're 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 above their pay grade at the moment. I think they're eventually going to to falter a little bit. Uh, next, we have the start of the Sunday games. This game. Uh, is extraordinarily early. It's Why a is London, that? baby. Is that a London game? It's the return of Ooh. Sir Blake Bortles. Boy, they're back in it. Uh, we've got the Eagles at the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars have said that Blake Bortles is their starter. He They came out earlier this week, and they said Blake Bortles will be our starting quarterback going Listen. forward. They benched him in the game this past week. Uh, Cody Kessler came in and actually got them to the red zone for the first time in the game when he did come yeah. in. So, you know, kudos to you, Cody. But... Uh, Blake Bortles is still a starter here in a team with a team that is starving for quarterback play. But the Jaguars love playing London. They have a ton of fans <laughs> yeah. in London. I'm telling you, I'll, I'll make the pick first. I'm, I'm going to pick Jacksonville. This. I'm picking Jacksonville, too. Philadelphia in America is the better team. In England, Jacksonville and Sir Blake Bortles, who for some reason throws for 400 yards every London game, I'm picking Blake Bortles This is also, I think this uh. also, this game is also a statement. Really quickly, Brian, before yeah, you go make ahead. your pick. This is also a statement game for the Jaguars. This this is a faux home game for them. You know, they've talked about, there has been talk about, you know, uh, to the team playing some games on a regular basis in London. Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, has ties there. He owns a football team there. Uh, uh, football, I mean soccer team. Uh, and I, I think the Jaguars, this is for them, this is the Super Bowl matchup they felt that they should have been in last year, uh, except that Miles Jack wasn't down, or maybe he was. I don't know. Uh, but uh, and, and I think they're going to want to come in and, and basically smack the defending champions in the mouth and say to every Everyone who thinks that we stink, we don't stink. We just beat the defending champs, and we are still a contender in the AFC South. You guys gave me a door. I'm going to take it. I'm going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, uh, there you go. I just really think the Philadelphia Eagles uh, have have a fire lit under their butt. Same way the Jacksonville Jaguars have, but the Eagles have got to take over this this division. They just have to find a way to get themselves in, the, in contention for the playoffs, and they know that, that this is a game they have to win. Uh, that that members of their other division uh, will not yeah. if they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I'm picking the Eagles. Okay. Uh, next, we got the start of the regular games. We got the Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, uh, uh, Denver and Kansas City played well against each other in Denver. Give me Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City came away with the win. I think Kansas City wins another one. Yeah, I I think so too. You the way you beat the Kansas City Chiefs is by going punch for punch with them. You they're going to come out and score. Their punter does not see the field that often. They don't do a whole lot of kicking uh, outside of kicking extra points. If you want to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs, you're going to have to be able to take a punch and throw one back for four quarters. And I don't think the Denver Broncos offense can do that. I will say this is the first team that Kansas City has played twice, obviously, and the first team that has all the tape they need to. To figure out how to beat Kansas City. So Denver is going to come with a defensive game plan against this team. I still don't think it'll be enough. We're all on Kansas City. Moving on. Next, Browns at Steelers. The Browns always play the Steelers tough. This is not going to be an easy game for Pittsburgh. I think they win, especially if Le'Veon Bell returns uh, in Week Eight, which is is what's supposed to happen. That as 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 of as of the recording of this podcast, what we know about Le'Veon Bell is that he is supposed to return to the team Week Eight. Um, they were expecting him to be back at the team facility during the week seven bye 
he wasn't there. He's not going to be back. So here's back. The, but but ownership has said they are not looking to trade Le'Veon Bell. There was some talk that they, some calls have been made to Philadelphia, and they might be trying to ship him over there. And that, of course, is what propelled them. One of the things that propelled them last year was getting Jay Ajayi and really yeah. open up their it's, running it, game. It's just not going to happen. Uh, even so, the Browns seem to find a way to lose or make it to overtime and then lose. So I'm going to pick the Steelers here. Yeah, I'm picking the Steelers too. The Browns are still the Browns. Steelers. 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 Yeah, this wasn't the one to be the contrarian on, Brian. You could pick right. a few others. Next this is uh, the one. Next, we got the Redskins at the Giants. This isn't the other one either. Uh, I'm, uh, then again, the Giants, uh, you're talking about divisional teams that always play each other tough. Washington and the Giants know each other very well, and they will be excited to win this game. The Giants played well on Monday night. They did. They really did. They Eli, did. Eli had a pretty good game. Uh, Atlanta just had Odell more firepower off. in the end. They Odell, finally, Saquon, like, they had a really good game. They finally were able to get Odell Beckham involved in that offense, which was a big which was a big thing. And Eli, Eli looked a little bit more confident than he has in other games, which was a big deal for them. And yeah, they hung with the Atlanta Falcons, who are, who are a pretty formidable team on offense, They were and they were allowed, able to keep them back on defense uh i'm gonna pick the redskins though to win away here the giants are, are really terrible and and, and the giants I, are also zero and three at home don't think that they are going to be able to be three redskins at home team. i'm also i'm picking the giants to go and four at home and picking washington as i'm gonna well. pick washington as well i just uh i just think the redskins defense is so good and i think they're gonna keep a lid on saquon could be wrong but I, I'll put my money <laughs> on Washington. Uh, next, we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Detroit Lions. Hey, how about the Detroit Lions having a rusher for the first time in a long 158 time? 158 like yards. real, live. That's not total yards. I'm gonna That's come rushing out, yards. I'm going to come out every single game, and I can be a threat to rush for 100 yards and at least a touchdown. Have not seen that since Barry Sanders, he looks, basically. He looks and, real sexy. <laughs> and he looks very good. I like Detroit to win here at home against the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks stink. Their defense is terrible. Their offense is line is, uh, offensive line. Line is terrible. They have one of the best receivers in the NFL, and they somehow can't get him involved in their offense. Uh, Russell Wilson can only do so much from the quarterback Seahawks, position. Seahawks, this will be their fifth of seven games on the road to start the season. That's a lot. Their fifth of seven games to start the road on the season. What I'm trying to say is don't let them get hot. I don't think they get hot here, even though I hate Detroit. You know what? No. No. I don't like Detroit. I do not like Detroit. Seahawks are coming off a bye. I'm going with my gut here. Seahawks are coming off the bye. They are better than Detroit. I think Russell Wilson has a day. Seahawks win. I don't know about about better. I, I like the idea of them coming off a bye, having two weeks to prepare for Detroit, but the problem really is is that Detroit is a great offense and a mediocre defense, and you don't want a mediocre defense going against your terrible line. It yeah. just, just does not feel right for, yeah. the, for the Seattle Seahawks. And Detroit is feeling momentum, and I think Patricia has these guys prepared really well. He has them conditioned. That's what that that's the difference. If you were going to ask me what the difference is between the Detroit Lions of old, is they're conditioned well. Mm. They're 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 well conditioned so they can run the ball. Mm. Uh, that is a different team than we've seen in the last ten years, especially with Caldwell. So I think Matt Patricia gets a high five for that. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions on this. One. I think I my my real prediction for this game is I think there's hundred yard rushes on both sides of the field in this game. I really do. Very well could be. I I could I that would be. Crazy, no. Well, no. I think the Seahawks could combine for a hundred yards. Yeah, Chris Carson Chris, Chris and Mike Carson, Davis. Chris Carson's good. Chris Carson, when healthy, is good, and he's healthy right Terrible now. Terrible run off defense, the but but I don't know if they have the firepower to do that. Ezekiel barely got a hundred. So uh, next, we've got the uh, Buccaneers at the Bengals. This is an interesting game because both these teams need a win. The Buccaneers look like you know they might be formidable, or was it just the Browns? 
Hey, I don't give, know. you know what? No, give me the. I think you give me the Bucks here. The uh, they have the best passing offense in the NFL, and one of the top just statistical offenses in the NFL. They got a lot of ways that they can beat you. Not much of a running game to speak of, and their defense has holes in it. But so does the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Yeah. You can yes. score on that team. Give me the Buccaneers here. This is a prime upset game. Brian, what do you think? I'm, I still don't know. I'm going Tampa. I was actually going to make the same argument that we, with Tampa being the worst, uh, or rather the the best offense. They're currently the, the number one offense in the league. Right Right now, yeah, against the 31st ranked defense of the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. I mean, you guys know I hate the Bengals. I was tempted to pick them here because I don't believe in Jameis, but you guys convinced me. If I had gone first, I might have gone Cincy, but I'm going with Tampa Bay. Yeah, and that's that's a trap game right there. Uh, next, we've got the New York Jets at the Chicago Bears. I like ah. the Bears to bounce back here. Huh. I think uh, the Jets are not a very good team. They they are they are a decent defensive team. They're better than people thought. The defense is playing tough, who, but uh, Sam Darnold is just you know. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Who just, who do you want like today? You're not talking about future today. Who do you want as your quarterback? Trubisky or Sam Darnold? Trubisky, really? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He gives you that. He gives you that. He's quest. still floating passes left and right. Yeah, but he but but he can move in the pocket. If, yes. if the pocket collapses on Sam Darnold, he's he's as good as toast. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky can beat you with his legs, and I like what he does in that offense more than I like what um what what uh uh what Sam Darnold does in Todd Bowles. Yeah, offense. I just think there's too many injuries in New York to have them come in and have the firepower to beat the Bears defense. I'm sadly going with Chicago as well. Oh I'm gonna pick the Jets. Oh J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Hey man, I'd be happy if they won. I hate Chicago. I, I think the uh the safety work of Jamal Adams is gonna make Trubisky's life a living hell. He that's the that's, de- the defense in the Jets is for real. I think and it's, defense travels. And I and I think the defense for the Chicago is obviously one of the best, but I think also too the the, the New York Jets are one of those feisty teams against teams and I and I really think the Chicago Bears aren't as good as everybody is making it out to be. Uh and I think they've got I don't know. I just think the Jets got something. All right, right you're on the Jets. Uh, next, we've got the Ravens at the Panthers. A good game. Yeah, this will a be. Good this will game. be a good game. Take the under. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I'll start with this one. Uh, uh, give me the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Okay, we explain yourself. Well, I think the Baltimore Ravens, by the way, head to head, the last couple uh, two years, uh, have taken on the Carolina Panthers and beaten them pretty handily. I think the uh, Carolina Panthers, to me, are a team that plays well against good teams and plays poorly against okay teams. And I think that Baltimore Ravens are an okay team. I think Joe Flacco, like, again, prime Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco shows up against teams uh, infrequently, and I think the Baltimore Ravens are finding their running game. I, I, I agree with you on the running game. I will say Carolina's biggest uh, weakness at defense we've seen the past two weeks is throwing over the middle to tight ends, and I don't think Baltimore has the players anymore to make those oh, threats happen. Oh, I think they've got great tight no, ends. No, not in the passing game. They're overall good tight ends, but Joe Flacco loves to throw to John Brown and Michael Crabtree on the outside, and I think Carolina's prepared to beat them up that way. Also, Carolina right now undefeated at home. I'm going with Carolina to continue that streak. Dangles. Uh, I think I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens here. The Panthers refuse to use Christian McCaffrey at the level that I think he should be used at, and that's <laughs> Not just because I'm a fantasy owner of his. I truly think that, that given the dynamic kind of player that he is, the ways that he can beat you, the number of, of ways he can line up at the line of scrimmage, there's for some reason Ron Rivera refuses to get creative with him. Look, I, I, I think the Ravens are a better team than people give them credit for. Okay. They have an excellent passing offense, at least, uh, again, statistically right now, and their defense is tops in the league, in a league full of shitty defenses. Yeah. I think the pa- Panthers are a team that you can take advantage of on a bad night pretty easily. Absolutely. And if 
if Cam Newton gets down early, he's a t- he's he's he gets inside his head. He and he's kind of a he's kind of a you know he kind of can get he's to be streaky. A, he can kind of get to be diva a bit attitude, of a diva yeah. when he's hey, man, losing. I, I'm so going, I'm going with Superman. I'm going with Carolina. Let's move on. Next, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Oakland Raiders. Indy, give me Indy. I, th- I mean, I'm telling you, I think Andrew Luck is going to be a threat to win his division, and I think Oakland has clearly with these trades given up on the season. Jordy Nelson just became the top receiver in Oakland. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh good, terrible. Good for Jordy, but I'm going with Indy. You're going with Indy Brian yeah. Dangles. Uh I think I'm also going with Indy. The Raiders are terrible. Yeah, and what's interesting is the thing that came out uh very quickly about Amari Cooper when he did get traded. Um it, the the question to McKenzie was, well, you know, you looks like you guys are blowing up your organization. Who isn't uh tradable? Who who's not tradable? And they said Derek Carr was the only guy. Yeah. I I kind of shook my head. Went, well, really? Because if somebody gave you, you know, <laughs> you know, somebody gave you a bag of apples and a and a first round <laughs> draft pick, you take it. You know what I mean? So I I, I think Derek Carr is uh is the one that I would find to be the most one of the one of the more suspect members of that team because he has looked bad. So uh, yeah, I think that's why everybody's picking the Indianapolis Colts. Next, we've got the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, listen, this might be the most exciting game of the week. I'm telling Give you, me San Fran. Well, I I just... Yeah, these two teams. I mean, they have nothing to play for but try Poor to. Josh a, this Rosen. is a pride game. This is a pride game. Poor Big Josh time Rosen. pride game. You're taking the CJ Bathard over Josh Rosen. I am because because I, I watched a little bit of that game last Thursday, and I poor Josh Rosen, man. Just the guy just has zero zero going for him. Uh, uh, poor offensive line. David Johnson is not existing. Uh, and and people are trying to leave town. I just don't think that's that's the that's the recipe so for success. This is a matchup. It's in Arizona. Correct. So Arizona zero and four at home. San Fran zero and three on the road. Yeah, but someone's got to win. San Fran. Someone's got to win. Fran they don't look terrible. Turns. They turn the ball over at an astonishing clip. It's like it's like well, when Brita had a bad game. I, I, no, but it's not just Brita. It's, it's Bathard throwing picks. It's yeah. fumbles by guy by receivers. It's fumbles by the road. It, it's everyone. Everyone is dropping or refusing to hold on to the football. I don't think it's enough for me to pick Arizona here because they are so anemic on offense. Yeah, they are. Uh, I think the 49ers will sneak one here on the sheer strength of of their running game. But um, but God Almighty, this team is never going to win turning the ball over like this. I think San Fran is continuing to be hit by injury after injury after injury. I'm going with Arizona to win their first game at home. Nice. We got some big differences this Yeah, week. we do. I'm alone on a lot of these. Uh, <laughs> good, good or bad. Uh, next, we've got the Packers at the Rams. We okay, obviously... so you two pick the Rams. I'm I going did. to pick the Packers. Here's why. It's not just because oh, I'm a Packers homer. Andrew, uh, Andrew. It is Luck. because you're a homer. Uh, Aaron, There's no way you take that. Aaron Rodgers is facing the biggest Vegas deficit. He's, he's the biggest underdog. He's ever had against these L.A. Rams, and I think Aaron Rodgers, with a bye week and a fresh team, I think they have the firepower to match this Rams offense punch for punch. The question is, can the defense do enough to keep them in the game? I think the the Rams, as good as they have been, again, they have the better players. Todd Gurley is the best player on the field, but I think the uh, the Packers' defense will do just enough to make Jared Goff make some mistakes and throw some picks to my young defensive backs. I am picking Aaron Rodgers to play with a chip on his shoulder, saying he's never been a nine-and-a-half point underdog to come into L.A. where he is from. Or I guess he's from San Fran, but either way, he's from California. He's coming home, Wrong again, and Tony. he is beating up this Los Angeles Rams team, handing them the first loss of the season go pack go move on no i'm not moving on dangles do you any just you guys picked la earlier 
Yeah, I think L.A. is clearly the no, better. No, I'm saying about I, that. I, I that's th- that's laughable. Oh, no. Well, I mean, of course. But I, I don't think anybody who listens to this podcast seriously takes half of that <laughs> shit. Come on, I, mean, I mean, come on. We all know that. All right, a, that's all I that wanted to That is a homer pick if I have ever heard one. I appreciate that you tried to make a case for it based on Vegas odds. Which, and let uh, it with that it, it's not yeah, a homer pick. Yeah, I, I don't really understand that argument. But, but hey, go get them. I'm glad that you're rooting for your team. You're, you know. That, Giving good, us one. Good for you, Peter. Uh-huh. Giving us one. I like it. Uh, Late night game here Sunday night. By the way, that uh, Packers-Rams game was the late afternoon game. Uh, Next, we've got the evening game uh, Sunday night. That is the New Orleans Saints at the Minnesota Vikings. Great match. Awesome Sunday night game. An awesome Sunday night game. Revenge game from the uh, NFC championship. Sorry, NFC divisional game. Yeah. This we all remember. One. We all remember what happened the last time these two teams met. Yeah, Minnesota's playing hot. Minnesota is definitely playing hot right now, and they are at home, which is still a tough place to play. Yeah, New Orleans, though, that offense. I mean, you, there is where is the weakness? Well, where is the weakness? The one thing that makes me scared about this matchup, if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, is we seriously don't have a rushing attack. You don't. So you're really relying on Adam Thielen, uh, who's Stephon amazing, Diggs, right? right having now. a great one. I I, I would expect uh, Rudolph to continue to have solid weeks. Um, but if you're a one-note one note team, even against a New Orleans secondary, which has not been great not been, this yeah, year, yeah. Uh, but they're off, they're, their defensive line is full of you know great players, I, I just can't imagine you, you, you don't come out prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously, I don't think anybody has an answer for the New Orleans offense. It's just w- w- they'll, they'll beat you any which way, having met uh, Ingram back in, uh, in, in the fold as well. Uh, I, I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints until they prove me wrong. I'm following with you. I think this is a revenge game for them, and I think Minnesota is good. I just see Kirk Cousins throwing more picks than uh, Drew Brees does, and I think New Orleans wins this game, steals one. I'm going to go with the Vikings at home here. I think they're a good overall team. I, I do think Kirk Cousins understands the spotlight he's going to be under here. This would be a huge feather in his cap win for his season and that has been otherwise kind of lackluster as far as like big wins for that team. They need a statement here, and they need to beat the Saints again in their home. I think they do that. Dangles, you and I so far, one game separates us in the season-long standings. We are different on five of these games so far. Oh, it's going to be a week. It's going to be a yeah. week. All right, next we have the Monday night game, and this is the – Worst matchup. <laughs> on all right. So rather than rather than pick this game because we're all so this is Patriots Bills. We're all going to pick the Patriots. I'm the assuming game? this it, game is it, in it, Buffalo. In Buffalo. Okay. This game is in Buffalo. Let's each try and make an argument for the Bills winning this game. Yeah, how sure. do the How do the Bills win this game? Yeah. Sure. Name D- does Josh Allen play at all? No. No. He's, he's still for, he's, he's out still out for, out for longer. I, I, how do the Bills really? beat? Is how it? do the Bills beat? Yeah. Uh, uh, Derek Anderson, who was signed oh. just to tutor him, is now say, their starting quarterback. I, w- I will say, he's like, like wow. Fi- he's like fifty six. Yeah. And, he, he played and, terribly. And he just applied. He, he just signed up for AARP benefits. I, <laughs> I got, Life I got, is good if you're Derek Anderson. I got an idea that this will be a Nathan Peterman game. As of as of recording, we don't know exactly who's starting. Old Derek, Peterman. Derek, Derek Anderson played so poorly, though, that you can't play him again. I will say the case for this game, there will not be a rowdier crowd than a drunk-ass Monday Night Football Buffalo crowd. Against New England especially. Yeah, they, this is their Super Bowl. They play this. This is their Super Bowl. They they are geared up for this game. There will be many tables broken in the in the tailgate section, and they will come into this game many a beer deep. Probably half of them will get thrown out by halftime. But if this is a game, the crowd will help out a lot. I'm still picking New England. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, I, I don't... Is LaShawn McCoy playing? <laughs> I don't even know, man. Uh, it's it's going to be a hard, hard, he hard left. uproar. He left the the, the yeah. game that the Bills played last week. I have no idea. What do you mean he left? The, meanwhile, you mean, I, he left as in he got hurt and he, he, oh, he, oh. he left. 
I thought he, he just got off the bench and went to no, the locker room. No, no, it wasn't. Monte it wasn't Davis. like having a hot chocolate. It wasn't like an Odell Beckham Jr. where he just yeah. where he just sauntered I, off. The I gotta field. go pee. No. He 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 compl- He left the game because he was hurt. Uh, and Chris Ivory actually didn't do too badly. I think he had like eighty plus yards. So on the we're all picking New England. I think yeah. this is a Monday night game that none of us will watch. Take your girlfriend out on a date Monday night and then listen to us next Tuesday. Oh, you we guys don't want to watch it with me? We will be back next Tuesday to break down all these games and decide. Uh, we might. Uh, it might be. Is it November by the time we? Hit Tuesday next week? No, it's still October. Yeah, so it's still not October. it's not the November tail end, Friskies quite tail yet. end of October. But we are almost at the halfway point, guys, and that's all the games we have so far for this week eight slate. And it's a good one. There's 14 a good, games? There's a good I, ones. I think somebody might come out 14 and 0 this week. Uh, it might be Tony Cavallo <laughs> behind the Green Bay Packers, baby. The Green Bay Packers. And uh, that is all for the Thursday edition of the Left Coasters Podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, under the Left Coasters Podcast. You can hit us up on Gmail, the Left Coasters Podcast at gmail.com. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes and leave us a comment in the sections whether you agree or disagree with my picks. We know Rich Orsted is in there waiting for people to talk to him. We love you, Rich. You're the love fan, you, fan of the century. Uh, the, but that, for is you. All, that is all for us here at the Left Coast's podcast. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Brian, the ballerina, Balzarini. Let's hit him with a hearty 7-0. and Ram it. Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 